Welcome to the Improvising Life podcast, where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lori Crawford, your host. For this week's episode, I was really reflecting on something that was shared out last week, an episode about three signs that you're in a one-sided relationship with your body. And the third sign was really about overscheduling yourself so that way you don't have time to be with your body or to hear its cues which were the first two signs. And so what I realized for me personally was how much that third sign was actually a message for myself. <laughs> that this June in particular has been really overscheduled. And so in realizing that now I'm at this point of, of curiosity of just when did this season, which is very familiar to me, of, of overscheduling myself sort of restart? Um, what other tendrils are coming up with that? What other places might I want to explore and play with? And so... And then when reflecting back on the episode for June with Alexis Edwards, you know, one of the pieces I was coming through about this idea is of our body consenting to what our mind is deciding on, right? And so I want to just riff and sort of explore that idea about, you know, does your body consent to that? You know, and that being really what is increasing what we're doing on our day to day and how we're navigating the choices that we're making with our time, energy and resources. And consent continues to be this really critical yet under-had conversation. Really often and understandably so, consent is being talked about as this outward consent or is someone, are we giving consent for someone else to interact with us? And that needs to be had. And also, I'm just really curious about what does inward consent look like? What would that mean if our body is consenting to what we're doing in our day? Are we checking in with our body about the decisions that we make and what type of practices support that aspect of having a relationship with our body you know and then does you know the decision of that outward support or consent rather from outside people does that become even more of a fluid place to make decisions because we don't have to put all that pressure on our mind to make that decision itself our bodies actually you know we're able to notice on the cues of our body language or sensations or just um, this intuition coming through of whether we do want um, you know someone in our space in our place or in our time you know and then also with my own relationship like how it's so easy for me to change my dietary relationship with food to support mercury's health but this curiosity of why was it okay to not get my body's consent with how I was not only um, eating but also my lack of movement through my body um, you know when it was for myself and not for the sake of someone else I'm curious about times where even my body might have been saying yes to something and then my mind was saying no right so it's not just you know, our mind saying yes to things that our body wouldn't want. And, you know, this other reality, too, where, you know, my mind might say, I don't have time to get up and move, or my body would be like, oh, I would love to take a walk around. I would love for you to notice that, you know, your knees are stiff or hurting or that you haven't been able to feel your butt for 30 minutes. Can you get up and move? And so, you know, from this space, I feel like we also can start to put a different language to our experience. And one of the things coming through for me is, you know, embodiment doesn't mean then you're only always in your body and you have to forego and forget your mind, right? We have a mind for a reason. It's there to help us navigate the world around us. And so I'm curious on whether we can have this shifting of our definition of embodiment to really be inclusive of the idea 
that we get to have this on and off switch, right? We get to decide um, and really listen and have our body give us cues, have our mind give us cues. Does it feel accessible to be inner with my body right now? Does it feel accessible to be inner with my mind now? You know, and I, you know, I feel like play can come into this in terms of, exactly, of of inviting in ways to, to play as this experience of how would I like to use my time right now? Exactly, Mercury, not what have I been told I have to do right now? And really even redefining play as this way to just start to notice what feels good. What we might have been expecting we had to do how our day had to go. And how having these smaller moments of practice can then contextualize what this would look like for us to again have this inward this inward scent of what consent is. You know, and on that note, you know, the next little thing I jot down that I'm really curious about is what role does our mind serve in our relationship with our body? You know, and I had this language come to me uh, about two years ago where our mind is helping us navigate the outside world. And what if our body is here to help us navigate our inner world? Because even if we're sort of adulting an autopilot, we're coasting through... Yeah, our mind is taking us through every aspect of life. Our body is still what's actually accumulating the record, right? You know, the idea of the body keeps the score. Our body is sort of transcribing what happens. So our mind might have a different perspective, but our body is feeling the weight, the um, experience, and maybe even the joy that we're not letting ourselves feel. And so what happens then, or what becomes possible, if we're able to see this as an ecosystem or duality, you know, and really seeing it, what outside world things am I navigating today, right? But how's that impacting my inner world? What would it look like if at some points my inner world was able to be what I was able to prioritize, understanding that that may not always feel accessible or what you want? You know, and this reminds me of, you know, my summers working at summer camps with youth, and at that point, I was working with um, mostly second, third, and fourth graders. And I love that age because youth are starting to like get humor and tell stories. And so they're really world building, right? Or, and all along, they've been world building. It's just their way, their ability to sort of code switch into a language or a way of presenting that world building that we as adults are able, if we're willing to, pick up on. And so, you know, it's where we would start to get this idea of understanding, okay, the idea of tag is a game but what if instead of freezing in place you had to shake like a tree or you know and so this this one youth was really amazing at thinking of all of these ways to sort of blend their favorite games together and then when one of the other counselors was asking them you know like why can't you just play by the rules or all these things what they were <laughs> what they were expressing as mercury's translating for us right now is like my body doesn't want to be still and my brain gets bored just doing things one way. So why can't we be playing this game that has all these different layers? You know, everyone else who's out here playing is excited about playing this new game. You know, like you're not even the one playing it. You're just watching to make sure we're safe. Why do we have to behave? You know, and one, I was just so grateful that they had the language to express that, but I was also reminded of so many times that there's other ways that I would want to be doing something, right? That my body would want something, my mind would want something. And it just felt like there was this 
tension or that I wasn't allowed to have that be the way that I was able to approach things. I have this other curiosity of, you know, do we spend less time on autopilot if we're asking our body for consent, right? Are we in autopilot so often because we're navigating our days in ways that just don't feel good at all, so it's much easier and more accessible to stay checked out? Because if we were checked in or checking with our bodies, we would, wouldn't be able to continue the facade of acting like things were fine. You know, and, and to t- touch back to the beginning of this episode with the example of overscheduling, you know, I'm realizing in ways that, you know, when I see a certain amount of time, you know, on, like a block open, my mind, instead of going like, oh, how can I enjoy this time? It's lately been like, oh, well, what's on my never ending to do list that I don't get to that I need to plug in here? Right. And so being in that space from that energy has been subconsciously you know making me go through and and filling in that time and and really not asking my body at all what it needs but really just trying to alleviate the mental pressure of all the things on my to-do list and so that sort of created this season the past few weeks of things being scheduled back to back or saying yes to too many things and not even actually being able to sit with and digest that so it's like I've been receiving so much juicy information and energetic exchanges, being in sessions with people or attending webinars and workshops and all the things, but there isn't even time to metabolize it and actually like do anything with it. And so it feels like it's, it's like seeing all these different facets and not actually sculpting anything or it's like, you know, being at like, um, you know, like, what is it, Color Me Mine or a place like that where you're making pottery and, and instead of, of actually being able to go in and play, you just window shopping right you just see what other people have made and you have these ideas of what you would like to do but not actually having the space to do that you know and so I'm going to try this practice I'm saying try because again it's it's like well I remember that I want to do this or well the other things that I'd already over committed to sort of um, take the precedence of actually well first doing that going through and seeing are there things that I actually want to say no to you know can I be in that place of discomfort and change my mind about things or cancel things or postpone or just really look at what actually is supportive right now and then keeping that same time that was blocked in my phone as a time I had to be doing something or being somewhere keeping that amount of time in my phone but repurposing it right and saying this is actually time that I'm going to go outside and walk or this is time that I'm going to play I'm going to read a book I'm going to cook that meal I've been thinking about for a while and really then see just with curiosity how does that feel different in my day-to-day experience if I look and value at prioritizing something in sort of time blocking out a few times a week where I'm the only focus that I'm really committing to is being with and in my body you know and because I, I was speaking with someone the other day and I could really easily share the things that I do for like quick energetic fixes sort of like oh I need a quick burst of energy or oh I need to shift some energy but I couldn't really think of things that have a longer sort of turnaround in my system that feels supportive that feels good like I couldn't think of joy practices that do more than just sort of a band-aid fix and so I'm really feeling curious about reconnecting to that part of or that approach to, to joy and play is you know, what actually fills my cup over a period of time, and it's not just to sort of patch me up to get through the rest of the day.
So one of the ways that I want to check in with myself is this idea of, does my body feel lit up or weighed down when I see my weekly calendar, right? And I don't look at my weekly calendar even because I like to have a schedule. Most of the times I'm looking, it's because, again, I've said yes to things that I have to show up to, and I'm more of like, what even is time? What time is it now? Where do I have to be because I said that I would be? And so realizing that, you know, I'm saying yes to things that make me commit to a structure that perhaps want to actually be what I would want to be doing with my time. And so, you know, asking my body for consent in that way of when I see all the things out in a material reality, like something like a calendar that I've said yes to, does that feel like a yes to my body? Am I excited for these things to come up? Or are they like to-do list type things where now it feels like I have to do them? And can my mind work through the discomfort of having to acknowledge that insight and then make the decision on whether or not I change my plans then? Because really that's what I've realized happened is like most of the things I've been saying yes to are because I'm like, oh, this will be the one thing that helps me shift this other thing. Um, But again, there's not that metabolism time, so... The actions that could be taken or gleaned from that insight isn't happening. So it's, you know, there's this language of the hungry ghost. And that's actually a card that I pulled this week where it's just like you're never satiated. You're always looking for something outside of yourself. And so I'm really feeling the season of being called in to spend time with my body and my spirit of really seeing what depths there are that have not been, you know, like snorkeled, dove into and explored. And what type of nourishment sort of feels like it comes from that place. You know, and so it's like this, this other inquiry of, you know, and I want to show that for all of us of like, does our coping mechanisms or like the ways that we sort of patch through or get from day to day actually feel supportive for our minds and our bodies, right? Or is it just, you know, appeasing our mind or, or helping us disassociate, you know, or like do the practices that we have actually feel supportive for you know, that fuller sense of, of being held. And so for, you know, that, that example of the hungry ghost that just keeps eating and is insatiated, like, am I actually feeling full, right? So right now my mind is feeling full of all the things, but my body's feeling pretty hollow. So what could it be like and what practices might I explore over the next few weeks to experience the sensation of my mind is feeling more at ease and my body is feeling more nourished and relevant and, and really like part of the conversation, because right now, it really doesn't feel like part of the conversation, um, you know, and this is probably the past two or three weeks where I've been realizing this um, for, you know, for some time that my mind has been trying to sort of force action, um, you know, during a time that would probably be more enjoyably spent playing, creating, observing, and just actually like being in this time of year where I enjoy the weather more, you know, like get out of the house, really. I just feel like there's this exploration to be had (laughs) as Mercury is sharing out her explorations. Our transition today is Sounds by Mercury and Mommy. So thank you for leading us in with those bubbles, Mayor. I want to announce something that I'm super excited about. That has been brewing for weeks, months, and is finally a thing. And that is the Clusterfuck Cheat Sheet. It is a free resource that helps you claim victory 
over your days so that way when you're having a clusterfuck day you're able to realize i'm having a clusterfuck i am not the clusterfuck and yeah, and your day gets to go any other way right you can acknowledge you can yes and that you're feeling that clusterfuck and something else becomes positive so this resource is going to be linked in the bio and it helps you identify and create something that i call on ramps and off ramps yeah, there are ways to engage your senses if you're feeling underwhelmed and disengage your senses when you're feeling overwhelmed. So if you are ever in a moment where you just want to be whelmed, sort of at that baseline, this clusterfuck cheat sheet can help you get there. So check that out in the link in my bio. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was our episode. As always, have a razzle-dazzle day. And if that's not accessible, you can put an F on front and have a frazzle-dazzle day.